Welcome to episode 42 of the TM podcast. Um, 42, very special number for us nerds. So we also took a very special episode and that uh, or a topic for the episode and also a special episode, I hope, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, today we talk about scheduling. So big topic, big number. And a very good uh, roaster here on the pitch and um, <laughs> talking soccer terms. Um, yeah, I want to welcome uh, Toby and Susanna today to talk about that topic and to start with, as a good tradition, please introduce yourself. Thank you, Bernd. Uh, Toby is my name. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here on your podcast, uh, especially for such a uh, great numbered episode. <laughs> and um, I'm working in TM for, I guess, seven years now, uh, all the time in the planning team. And uh, three years ago, I took over the responsibility for the scheduler, at least on uh, application side. We will find out later what this means, uh, especially. Um, and uh, yeah, since then, I grew uh, with the scheduler, I would say, and uh, hope I can answer all your questions. Hope so too, but I'm also pretty sure on the same side, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hello from my side. My name is Susanne and I'm part of the order management team here in within the transportation management development and I have the role of the quality engineer and I'm very interested in the, into the topic of yeah, scheduling and um, I hope I get my question answered today. Yeah, my name is Bernd. Um, I'm uh, also an architect, uh, but in the order management team. And uh, yeah, Susanna and myself, we will ask today all the questions about scheduling. So let's get started on 10,000 feet uh, as usual. So scheduling, why would I need it? So, <laughs> oh, well, that's a great question. <laughs> um, Okay, um, what is scheduling uh, all about or what do you need it for? So in TM, you do assignments of uh, freight to certain capacities, mm -hmm. um, which are handled usually as uh, freight uh, documents, so freight orders or freight bookings. And uh, especially if you talk about freight orders, you usually have some uh, kind of um, physical resource, which is driving the goods from A to B. Mm -hmm. Or to C or to see um, and now uh, when you do the assignment in TM uh, what happens is that the stops get created and that we have an order from A to B but at this point in time we don't know when to drive we don't know when we will arrive and we don't know uh, when the travel will happen so uh, Basically, scheduling will give us all the information about the travel time, so when will we departure, when will we arrive, but also um, how uh, our loading durations will be. So how long will I uh, take for loading and uh, when will loading happen? And that holds true for all the orders um, which are driving with, uh, I would say, uh, real resources in TM, mm -hmm. um, for sure not for bookings. So uh, if you use only bookings, um, TM has a, a another um, rule so that you have uh, fixed times the booking will happen. 
And that's what's taken into account. Therefore, you don't need a scheduling there. Yeah, but you would have a schedule, not to mix up with a yes. scheduler, mm -hmm. or you don't need it, actually. I think the only exception uh, for bookings would, would be the multi-stop booking, I think, which is a kind of a swimming truck, uh, where, where we have, it's a, technically a booking, but it behaves a lot like a, a freight order. But it's the same thing. It's not bound to a fixed schedule, as I got it right, but I really I, I try to understand. Uh, so I... I start with just uh, a resource and I just have requirements that need to be transferred and the result of scheduling is actually when does what happen. So technically a lot of timestamps are <laughs> so, created uh, or updated, is that right? Uh, yes, um, mm -hmm. I just want to add, so you don't start with just the uh, requirement and the uh, stops, but you always need to create the freight order first Okay, and then The freight order can get scheduled, um, which uh, then adds all the timestamps to uh, okay. your existing order. So to start with a bare minimum to get the scheduler running, I, I would just need to create a freight order with two locations, two stops, and press the schedule button. And then I already have a result, or is what, what is the minimum that I actually need to, to get the scheduler um, up and running. You mentioned like durations, travel times, I guess yes. that's something. So uh, what's very important for uh, the scheduler are um, some kind of uh, durations on your okay. stages. So mm -hmm. to determine uh, durations is not part of the scheduling itself. Okay. So uh, this is needs to be done by uh, another TM component, which is the distance duration determination, which I don't want to focus for now. But mm. uh, basically speaking, um, what you need for distance duration determination is um, you need to have at least uh, two stops mm. to create distance in between. Yeah. And um, you need an uh, means of transport, which gives you the information about the speed of your okay. resource. Mm -hmm. and, okay, then, makes sense, mm -hmm. uh, and then distance duration determination will first determine the distance mm -hmm. and then uh, derives the duration from the distance. And, um, and then this distance is then stored on the freight order stage, I, I yes, guess? Yes, okay. exactly. Mm -hmm. This uh, is stored on the freight order stage so for sure you could also input it manually but mm. uh, let's say for normal TM process I would rate it um, you will do it via uh, distance mm. duration determination and um, when we have it on the freight order successor we can do scheduling for this freight order. Mm. Maybe this mentioned successor is a technical name yeah, of the uh, stage note stop successor just for those of you which immediately want to look that up in the BO model. Yeah, exactly. That's the place where to search. Okay. Okay, so I have, that's the minimum. I have a duration on, on the stage determined by distance duration determination normally or entered manually, maybe for testing also, or because it's a very special duration that I would need. So it's also maybe valid. Okay. And then I press scheduling. And then I, what do I get? Well, uh, <laughs> if, if you just uh, have this very minimal set, yeah, yeah. I would say, um, then some defaults apply for uh, another very important uh, object, I would say, and in the uh, sense of scheduling. So um, we have the 
planning settings all set in, up in the planning profile. Okay. And normally for scheduling, you would use a certain planning profile. Okay. But if you don't apply nothing, so our defaults for planning profile mm -hmm. would apply. Um, and basically the first very important thing for the scheduling itself is the uh, planning horizon. Mm -hmm. So um, the planning horizon is kind of uh, um, giving us the outermost boundaries in which we can schedule. So imagine you have a planning horizon which uh, is starting tomorrow and uh, is going three days. Mm -hmm. We can schedule our order to be executed everywhere inside of this boundary. So we can start somewhere tomorrow, beginning with, uh, let's say, zero, zero uh, mm -hmm. at midnight. And then um, we have three days we can schedule our transport in. Okay. And um, if you don't uh, enter anything, uh, system defaults get applied, which is, I guess, uh, from today, 90 days in the future in uh, the um, standalone TM. Not sure mm. what's the real name for it. And in S4, it's uh, from today to weeks. Ah, it's because uh, S4 is faster, right? So that's yes, uh, definitely. <laughs> Good reason. Okay. And how do you handle customer constraints? So if a customer has, you know, a certain... Um, day in mind when the truck has to arrive at the customer site? Yeah, so um, those dates are another input for the uh, scheduler and uh, they are all about um, freight unit uh, pickup delivery window. So um, on the freight unit we uh, have basically per freight unit stop um, four times. We have an acceptable start and an acceptable end. Mm -hmm. And we have a requested start, requested end. Um, the acceptable window is also in hard boundary. So if we say uh, for my freight unit that the pickup should start uh, somewhere tomorrow, we would have an uh, acceptable start uh, midnight uh, from this uh, day to tomorrow and uh, the next day at midnight we would have acceptable end and that's also an outer boundary I would say for uh, this loading or for loading at this stop to be scheduled. Okay so as an example I got it right so I have a, a sales order which has a material availability date uh, the day after tomorrow, so to to make sure that we not do we do not depart or start loading, uh, even before stuff is actually produced, we would then take this material av material available MAD date um, into as an acceptable start of the first stop of that freight unit acceptable start time for yes. is that right okay exactly. so to make but it could also come from other sources this so f like in a forwarding world I could also enter that manually and, and what it means is exactly or at earliest I can start loading at this time and if I have an acceptable end for that first stop that is then that means at latest uh, is that right okay yes okay and uh, that's uh, about the acceptable dates and then we have 
uh, as well requested dates. And mm -hmm. requested dates are kind of a wish date. So uh, the scheduling tries to fulfill those dates, but it can break it. So if I have, for example, uh, a stop um, at some location mm -hmm. and um, the customer uh, told me that he will definitely uh, only get delivered his goods between uh, 30 o'clock and 80 o'clock, then those two dates might be the acceptable start and end for mm -hmm. delivery. Um, but if I, uh, if he said, well, um, and in this hard boundary, I would prefer you to bring it at three o'clock, mm -hmm. then we would take three o'clock as uh, okay. requested start mm -hmm. and end might be uh, the case. Or uh, if he told us um, it should come somewhere in between uh, 11 and, and 12 or, or 11 and 12, mm -hmm. then we okay. have requested start and end on different dates. Oh, my requested window was outside your hard window, right? So it must lie yes. within that. Okay, so the requested times must always be within the acceptable times, right? Okay. I'm not sure whether we have a check for that, but uh, okay, it only my, makes sense. That would be my responsibility, <laughs> yes, for sure we have. Uh, don't try that at home. Okay, um, good. So that is, okay, so you have hard windows, and that's true for pickup and delivery, and then you also have the, the wish dates. Maybe uh, for the, you already explained it, uh, for the pickup, for the delivery, so how would I get to those hard windows? Is that something derived from or something the user has to enter manually, or are there rules to determine that um, time window, something like pick up delivery <coughs> time window conditions or something like that? Could that be relevant? <laughs> yes. So there are, are, are conditions in place, I know. We mm -hmm. also have uh, some kind of default ruling in, in yep. the freight unit uh, type. Uh, That's right. Where mm -hmm. you can say, uh, uh, I want to get certain dates uh, for example, as a start, uh, acceptable start. So mm -hmm. as uh, you mentioned your example, it was the uh, material mm -hmm. availability date. Um, we can also say, take uh, a date coming from outside as a start and end um, for a certain demand. Uh, we have the conditions you can use. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure whether we have something else to fill the pool. Yeah. Yeah, you always can do an ex ex enhancement. But I think, yeah, you mentioned we have that round to full days uh, thing. I think that's meaningful that you said it really needs to be delivered on the requested date without conditions. Yeah. And also, uh, you can have the condition where you then, based on the requested times, calculate uh, the rest. They look a bit complicated because you have that for durations which are relevant. But in the end, it's kind of take the requested as a start point and from there, calculate the requested start and end so that like a tolerance for your wish which getting closer to <coughs> christmas so wishes are becoming more important now and also the the hard uh, time windows i think maybe one thing we should mention all the times are as they always should be in utc timestamps right so that's i think important to know so midnight at a certain location that is already a little problem in itself so you always have to consider the time zone mm -hmm. and daylight saving time rules of that location uh, when you calculate that but you don't have to do that we do that in, in our coding so do don't worry so but if you look up the times technically you will always see them as utc timestamps uh, the input already 
Okay, so that is now uh, the, the constraints, mm -hmm. like you ask, on, on, on the freight unit level. So you, I could, some are taken over from predecessor yeah. documents like sales order or forwarding order. Ma on, ma hmm? Maybe one thing to add for our listeners. So mm -hmm. um, a lot of uh, documentation and also a lot of uh, fields all around those dates are called them uh, Poodle dates. So P-U-D-L uh, or P-U-D-L windows, um, uh, which... Uh, stands for pickup and delivery windows, which are kind of, or which is kind of the grouping word for uh, those four times mm -hmm. on uh, the pickup stop as well as on the delivery stop. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is the, the kind of the constraints which are on the freight unit, on the requirements mm -hmm. side. Um, Do we also have things like I do make an appointment uh, for for pickup or delivery? Does is this also possible and considered then in yes. scheduling? Okay. So for mm. freight orders, we can have an appointment on our stop level, and uh, this appointment will then taken into account as a hard boundary. So um, uh, you should make uh, sure that you are not breaking the freight unit's dates uh, for sure. Okay. with your appointment because if they don't match anymore scheduling will fail mm. so if you have a freight unit which should get delivered uh, tomorrow and you have an appointment today i would expect uh scheduling to fail who wouldn't uh, so <laughs> and you get an information so you, the user gets an information what went wrong if if scheduling fails so due to time mismatch <laughs> or Uh, well, um, that's always a, a hard one. So um, it's kind of very hard for, for scheduling to s tell you in a real uh, manner what failed. So um, assume uh, this example with uh, just an acceptable date or an acceptable window on the uh, stop of your requirement. Uh, which is not matching the um, appointment day date. Now scheduling could say, well, okay, in this very simple example, the two uh, windows don't match, so they are kind of uh, not working together. But uh, assume there are more constraints, and I'm pretty sure we will learn about them later. <laughs> um, and now you have those two, and I could say, well, it could have worked if the appointment would be longer or it could have worked if the freight unit would have other dates or maybe um, some other constraint don't exist and that's kind of the um, uh, very hard thing for mm. the scheduling engine to really tell you that's the point what what failed so um, uh, in case of your or in sense of your question no the user don't get a real that must be the reason mm -hmm. um uh, error message but he gets the information that something failed and uh, then he could for example uh, check the rcc log if he is an experienced uh, user i would say um to really get more insights uh, about what's face. Of, of a combination of, of reasons 
but yeah, the ifs the yes. freight unit or like in, in your example if I just add another freight unit mm -hmm. and then maybe this other freight unit is partially within the time window and maybe it also has a certain overlap with the other freight unit's hard window but there is no overlap between the three who's now guilty mm -hmm. yeah what is what is the reason because you could change it on on, on many uh, and then if distance or durations are um, coming into play and maybe other constraints that we will learn about later uh, there is uh, a lot of it's a co or combinations uh, in the end the 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 total uh, is not working the combination of all the mm -hmm. constraints i think that makes it so hard but i know you are looking into that and we, we try of course to do the explainable part but there are so many uh, uh, possible combinations of constraints that it's pretty hard uh, to give a good answer and, and at the same time you could also have like five errors in parallel and then if you resolve maybe two of them maybe the others are gone as well or maybe not so mm -hmm. i think that's a tough one yeah it's not not a nice answer yeah. <laughs> very good question mm -hmm. but not such a nice uh, answer to give but it's a bit i think in the nature of the problem but we are working on it and i know we that there's also some research ongoing to improve the situation but we talk about what we have today okay w one good uh, guess for uh, you if you have an example which didn't work out uh, is always uh, so especially if you are in the transportation cockpit you can manipulate uh, some of the planning profile settings uh, during the session and um, it is possible in the scheduling settings and as well in this session manipulation um, to uh, kind of relax um, all constraints coming from the requirement documents. So you can say you don't consider requirement document uh, dates anymore. And if you do so, you get at least an indication if uh, everything works fine with scheduling afterwards, you know, okay, it has to do something with my uh, freight unit dates, but that's really, uh, yeah, always the, the tough point if, if mm. scheduling failed and to find We will come to all that settings in the profile then um, uh, a bit later. And maybe we can also mention, okay, which one can be released, which not. Okay, so I think what we need on the, to just to, to summarize, so what we need on the transactional data side, so we need, okay, at least a freight order, we need some durations on, on stage level to determine that. Then, in most cases, I would have requested times of the requirement documents or the freight units, typically, or transportation units. Um, there could be hard ones, there could be soft ones, then I, I could have an appointment on a document level. Okay, I think that is, is that's what we, let's say, have on, on the document level, so to say, as input for the scheduler. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Is that all or are there more things besides the transactional uh, data that, that could influence uh, the scheduling result? So from the document side, I guess we have a good picture uh, right now, but there are even more constraints which could uh, influence the scheduling. Constraints so sounds so negative input, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> which are input for scheduling. Um, <laughs> So, uh, one of them uh, are um, informations f coming from uh, the resource which is used. So, mm -hmm. um, 
Resource means truck? Uh, means or? the truck resource okay. uh, you are using, yes. Um, mm -hmm. And on the resource, you can have uh, a certain factory calendar or uh, even more sophisticated um, a shift model, mm -hmm. which is defining then uh, the availability of the truck. So um, if you have a shift, which is just going from uh, 8 to 20 o'clock, we can only uh, schedule that the truck is driving in between this time. Driving? Is it limit? Is this uh, restricted to driving or uh, uh, loading? Uh, or should we follow up on that? Uh, <laughs> I think it's uh, everything. So okay. um, the hmm. resource is taken into account for all activities, okay. um, including. I mean, it needs to be there. It needs yes. to be kind of act or available. Yeah. And if it's not available, I can also not load or unload to it. Yes. Okay. Hmm. So this is kind of a calendar which is assigned to the resource. Yes, yep. to the resource you can assign uh, either a factory calendar, which is then just having uh, holidays um, and weekends, for example, or just Sundays, depending on which uh, factory calendar you use. Mm -hmm. And then, in addition, you can uh, define a shift model to uh, the resource, which is kind of uh, an additional constraint added to the uh, factory calendar which is then saying, well, my resource is only available uh, from 8 to 8 um, mm -hmm. each day and maybe has a two hours break in the mid of the day. So calendar would be used if you have certain, let's say, non-working days in the first place, but then a day is a day, either you work or not. And the shift calendar is used if you have within the day uh, even uh, a certain time windows that you only work. So yeah. like... German developers or so. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so that is it on the, on the resource level. So you, you, and that determines, so what, what, when can I really perform the activity? So if I don't, I don't know, so maybe take an example, I have a duration of 20 hours or so, and maybe um, I depart on, on a Friday. 20 hours is a bad example then, right? Let's say 100 hours. Huh? It's a long distance drive and I'm departing on Friday. If I now would have a factory calendar and there's a break on on Saturday. Saturday and Sunday maybe or on Sunday only. So um, would it only start after that weekend or how is it considered? Yep. So I actually I said I want to start on Friday. It takes 100 hours and I'm not working on, on Sundays. What? Yep. So... Um Uh, for now, let's uh, assume there are th three activity categories. There are more we'll, we'll learn later, mm -hmm. but let's assume there are three. So load, uh, traveling, and unload. Mm -hmm. And um, the uh, calendars and um, shifts are defining non-working times, and it's always allowed to enhance a travel activity um, over a non-working time. So uh, for your example, mm -hmm. that would mean uh, we can, for example, uh, drive on Friday, drive on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Then we need to have a 24 uh, four hours <laughs> break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then we uh, do the rest of the driving. Mm -hmm. 
and then we unload. Um, what is not allowed is to uh, start a loading activity um, before the uh, non-working time and then kind of uh, do half of the loading before the weekend mm -hmm. and do the rest afterwards. Okay, so the, the loading uh, duration needs to be in a consecutive, uninterrupted time frame, is that? No. It needs to be done before a shift ends. Um, yes. So uh, there is one exception of this rule. I will uh, mm. come to it later. But in generally, let's say um, the load needs to be always be consecutive um, before uh, any break is happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, same holds true for unload. Mm -hmm. But for sure, uh, for the full travel, as the travel is in between, it's... Uh, from a scheduler side allowed to load, then travel, have a break inside of the travel mm. or even uh, after the travel mm. and then uh, do the unload. Okay, I mean, yeah, sounds like a common plan. But just to, to go to the extremes, when we come also how, how we haven't talked about how the loading duration is actually determined, but maybe take that as a given. And if I now have a loading duration of, uh, I don't know, let's say, 100 hours uh, again just to go uh, to the extremes um, I, I would need to have a kind of a time window where this 100 uh, hours fit in completely or could I uh, also interrupt that in such extreme uh, scenarios um, no I think we need to have a, a one bucket where we can fit in all the one hundred hours and if we don't have one uh, then we are in the we cannot schedule any more example again and have to find out okay. so that is something is missing. that's a if you have load long load duration that's maybe then a candidate uh, for error search to make that yeah. fitting okay that's interesting didn't know that okay um, so to wrap up so we be these calendars are kind of mixed uh, or kind of considered then for the, mainly for the travel duration, also to find a fitting slot for the loading. Yep. Okay, and then if, if I would assume now if we talk about days, but if I only work eight hours a day or have a break of eight hours a day, it would be the same thing, but just more granular. So um, if I have, uh, again, this 100 hours and I only work, let's say, 10 hours a day, but every day, then it would be in the end like 10 days uh, until I arrive, just looking into uh, traveling time. Yes. Okay. So just takes the, the buckets and adds it up until yeah. it reaches the um, duration. Okay. That is... Okay. Well, um, needs to be considered for, for resources for traveling. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there is something else uh, okay. considered for resources, and those are downtimes. So, downtimes uh, usually are used if you say your resources, for example, going uh, for maintenance. Mm -hmm. And um, this uh, downtimes are. Uh, a kind of a, a wall for any freight order. So um, okay. mm -hmm. uh, I'm not even allowed to uh, plan a travel over okay. a downtime. And I'm also not allowed to split up. So uh, first mm -hmm. load 
uh, <laughs> then drive, then take the downtime, mm. and then uh, unload. And the main reason is, so assume you, you really have a maintenance appointment, mm. uh, you don't <laughs> want to show up with a, a truck loaded with some goods. So um, that's yep. why we say uh, it always needs to have a finished freight order up front, and uh, afterwards we can start with a clear uh, freight, freight order. order again. Okay, I think it sounds like makes sense to do not show up as a full truck uh, to yeah. to the repair shop. Yeah. Okay. And maybe mm -hmm. uh, one more remark. Sorry for jumping around a little bit. That's a podcast. Uh, it's about jumping around. Uh, for uh, your question about um, long loading times. Mm -hmm. So. Um, uh, that we need to have a huge enough bucket, uh, mm -hmm. I would say, um, is, is uh, holds true for brakes. Um, but it uh, doesn't hold true for the acceptable dates of uh, a document. So if we're going back for acceptable dates of a document, mm -hmm. um, uh, let's assume you have uh, an acceptable uh, window of one hour. And for some mm. reasons, the loading duration... So between 1 p.m. and 2 yes. p.m. Okay. 1 mm. p.m. and 2 p.m. you mm. are allowed to load. Yeah. From the freight unit perspective. From the freight unit okay. perspective. Mm. But for some reasons, uh, the loading duration is one and a half hour. Mm -hmm. Then we would never be allowed to schedule, right? Yes. And I, I would allow to you, but uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, why the appointment windows from the requirement... Oh, no not the appointment window, sorry, are uh, the Pick acceptable up. windows mm -hmm. from the requirement documents always mark um, one time. And uh, this one time is the begin of a loading activity mm -hmm. and the end of an unload activity. Okay. So uh, um, that means that mm. if you have uh, this example with an acceptable window from 1 to 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. and it's a loading activity, we are allowed that the loading gets started somewhere between 1 and 2 p.m. Okay. And if we have an unload with mm -hmm. the same uh, acceptable window, we are allowed to end somewhere between 1 and 2 p.m. And if we would have your extreme example mm. of 100 hours of load, mm. uh, unload, then we would uh, start unloading four days before, mm. finish in this point in time. Okay. Still that uh, time bucket available from resources holds true, so that I still need a consecutive time window from the, let's say, uh, resource uh, perspective. So the truck needs to be available continuously. But... It is enough that the activity ends in that um, acceptable time frame. Uh, from my gut feeling, I would say for sure there is something also ways of influencing that, uh, or is it hard coded to to define if that is uh, if that is the case? Or could I also say mm, actually for me it's I at least need to arrive or start unloading in that time window? Is it also in I, I so so hmm? from standard it's. Uh you are not able to, to influence it, mm -hmm. but there is a quite good point for an enhancement where you can say, well, uh, I want to have it as hard uh, for the full activity, so uh, mm -hmm. that uh, start and end yep. needs to be in time, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but from a standard perspective, we said we don't want to do that, ex- uh, especially for that reason that we didn't want to block uh, scheduling. Mm-hmm. And um, But if a customer is, a is in a special situation that he kind of requires that, that it's in, uh, maybe we come later to the architecture uh, part of it and then maybe mention where the sweet spot uh, would be roughly. So for, hmm? for, for everybody too curious, um, <laughs> I, I can already uh, say the class, it's uh, SCMTMS, CL, uh, VSS, uh, ACT, uh, not totally sure about the method, that's something you need to search for yourself, but it has to do something with, uh, with a sign in its name. Okay. ACT stands for? Uh, activity. Activity. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So just to summarize it for me, so the um, loading start and loading end just means that you have to start within this time period to load. So if you have a yes. loading window between one and two, means you can start earliest at one o'clock, latest at one fifty-nine. So within this time frame you need to start loading and it you can load as long as you need um, to and the same is true for the unloading the other way around that you have to be done with unloading by the end of that time frame and you can yeah yeah, yeah. but so uh, but not before the yeah. beginning of the yeah. time frame hmm? good yeah. okay Okay. Thank you. As a default, and then if you go into that magic class, yeah, you could you also have difference. special things. Okay, so we already now have, let's say, where does the duration come from? Where come the availability of the resource uh, from? What are the constraints on, on document level? Most likely, I would get something like my customer's working time, which is not the truck's working time, may also be uh, of interest. Uh, ah, that so, sounds good. Uh, there is, a, I would say, third group of uh, constraints. So the first two were from the document side and from the uh, resource side. Mm. And now the third group is coming from the location side. And uh, for each location in TM, I can have have set an operating time mm-hmm. uh, and I can have uh, different ones for in and outbound. So uh, if I have a location, it can be that I accept load to other times uh, than I uh, want to uh, load uh, trucks. So uh, unload times can be different opener opening times um, than uh, okay. for loading. Those two are, uh, in TM uh, term speaking, called operating times and needs to be set in the location master. Okay, so I can go into my customer's location or my location and okay enter a, a opera- operating time. Okay, for inbound and for outbound yes. separately. Okay, hmm. And you also can uh, maintain them uh, on an MTR level, so it's uh, optional possible that you not only differentiate between uh, inbound and outbound, but also um, by your truck type, so that you have the large trucks only in the afternoon or whatever. Or rail, or if, if yes. you schedule rail, or yes, okay, means of transport specific times. Hmm. Okay, and that is something I maintain in the 
resource. Uh, yeah, sorry, I have a resource yes, for that. Yes, you need to mm -hmm. uh, maintain an operating time resource first. Mm -hmm. And then you can assign it to your location and use it there uh, for in and outbound. Okay. And um, in addition to just having uh, operating times, you can have a handling resource. Um, a handling resource in TM is basically like having an operating time which has a certain capacity. So for example, uh, you have uh, three doors you can load in parallel, but you cannot load more because you don't have more doors. Mm -hmm. So then it would be a good uh, a choice to, to choose a handling resource with the capacity of three um, for your uh, location, which is covering the doors. And in the handling resource itself, you can then maintain your operating times additionally. Mm -hmm. And that uh, handling resource would then get assigned to the location. Okay. So that would be considered then if I do my planning to arrive there. It would not only consider that I can only, that they only work on, on weekdays from uh, 9 to 5, like us. Uh, uh, but also uh, that you do not have more than two or three or five uh, trucks uh, there in parallel. Is that yes. right? So it's and also I think that's important to understand. That it's not about the total. I can handle like five trucks per day or something. But it's really I can handle five or three or two trucks in parallel. Yes, I exactly. think that's sometimes also a common misunderstanding. So I. It's not an aggregation or bulk uh, resource, but it's really when you schedule that we make sure that it's not more than the number of resources that you have you defined will be or loading, unloading activities will be scheduled in parallel. And if I use the same resource for inbound and outbound, it would also combine both. So it would then uh, make sure... So it, I mean, you, just, you said I, I could have one resource for inbound, one for outbound. Yes. And if, if they share the same doors, I could also just use the same resource for inbound and outbound, and then it would also consider that. Is that right? Or I think so, at least. Mm. Yeah, okay. And if you think so, that's a good starting <laughs> point. <yeah. laughs> okay, good. So that is what we need to know about master data, I think, right? So we, we learned about the transactional data, the resource master data, resource for truck resources, then resources for location. I think for that uh, specific, you mentioned MTR specific means of transport. I think in the deep in the backyard, there's also an option to have that product specific. Do I remember that right? Or, or not product, but kind of product grouping specific. Is that right? Or mm. did I mix that up with something? Y you are not, but you are... Uh Grabbing something I, I want to uh, explain later, okay, let's say, okay. when we move into the settings. Okay, okay. Then I uh, stop grabbing. Good. So we are yeah, pretty, pretty much, much through the master data world, but there's more, I guess. <laughs> yes. Uh, so <laughs> you already mentioned some settings that you can change in the cockpit, but maybe yeah. would be learned just to learn what is it that we can change. Hmm? Okay. So uh, as you said, we heard a lot about uh, master data. We have the uh, requirement document um, Poodle windows, which are influencing. But uh, the main influencing element, I would still say, 
uh, besides the requirement is uh, the um, planning profile mm -hmm. and in the planning profile uh, the scheduling settings. So uh, I already mentioned the planning horizon which is kind of uh, creating the mo outermost boundaries for a run which are uh, which is the setting on, on planning profile mm -hmm. route. And that includes all the activities that you already mentioned and, and will mention uh, later. Yes. Right? Loading and driving so everything needs to take place within that Playing yep. horizon. Okay, so it's and the idea is to prevent something like I schedule something for yesterday or so. Or exactly. Mm, okay. Hmm? Good. Yeah. So it's not only as a, meant as a constraint, but actually you can drive with that uh, the the activity window that you want to plan for. It's not only uh, a limitation, but it's actually the, your chance huh, that you say, okay, I want to plan for next week and to prevent uh, uh, that it's planning for now, even so maybe the requested date is now, but I know I, I cannot do anything this week, then I can use that planning horizon and uh, uh, change it to next week. Is, is that the idea or? Um, yes, so the, the planning horizon is, is kind of uh, the idea um, to really say for when will I do my planning so uh, or for what time I want to do my planning if I always plan for the next day a good planning horizon would say uh, always around my uh, day to the end start uh, at midnight to tomorrow and then go for one day if I say I always plan for the next week your planning horizon should um, be adjusted uh, as well mm. and um, I always say um, for a good transportation planning you should try to arrange your planning horizon uh, and your selection so if you only uh, plan goods uh, for the next week mm. and you already have an order which should get executed in three months it doesn't make sense to already create a freight order and order a truck for it because uh, there's pretty much uh, consolidation potential which might come up uh, mm. when you get closer to your um, execution date. So uh, the planning horizon is really some virtual construct uh, which you should use uh, um, to determine the, the um, outer boundaries you normally plan for. Mm. And as I said, if you, for example, work in the transportation cockpit, you can change the planning horizon uh, throughout the session so if you really have some exceptional case you need to uh, plan mm -hmm. inside your session which usually goes uh, for this week but this special case is already uh, for the next week you mm -hmm. can enhance your okay all right and if you have like this scheduling error so maybe changing that is already a starting point to get closer yeah. to okay mm -hmm makes sense to me yeah okay. and uh, I guess in 9.5 um, we introduced uh, the so-called scheduling settings which is a sub profile uh, of uh, the planning profile mm -hmm. which covers all the other interesting um, settings about scheduling I would say mm. and uh, first of all um, I want to talk a little bit about loading durations for those settings because mm -hmm. for loading durations we had a um, 
a concept shift uh, throughout um, the change of uh, 9.4 to 9.5. Um, and uh, yeah, what uh, was it about? So uh, in previous TM releases, uh, loading durations were... And loading durations mean means so how long does it take to load or unload? I think it, it's, yes. it's, it's for both, right? Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So takes both into account and it mm -hmm. means really the duration from the beginning of uh, loading to the end of loading. Mm -hmm. And in previous releases, we uh, determined the load uh, duration by freight unit based mm -hmm. on either uh, a, hard, um, a hard value you could enter into in the planning profile or the uh, are based on a condition. And then they count as a own activity per requirement document mm. in the scheduling. I think that concept so. goes back to the TBVS days even. Eh? So that's a very old one, yeah. Might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it <laughs> um, <laughs> And um, what does this mean? So uh, this concept has, uh, I would say, three drawbacks. Uh, or three disadvantages. Um, the first is that uh, you just um, look at uh, demand on a, on its own and not on a co mm -hmm. consolidation potential. So imagine you load uh, three pallets and usually you need to arrange your truck to unload and uh, get the loading ramp uh, down and so on, which takes five minutes and then you t need mm. two minutes per pallet. Mm how should you now get the loading duration into your freight unit if you just know there are three freight units? Mm. So if you take uh, seven minutes on all the three freight units, you're wrong if they mm. put together. And if you just say the two, you miss the uh, loading arrangement time. Mm. Uh, so that's the first uh, thing, which was kind of uh, missing in, in older TM versions. Um, and that was determined before you do the actual planning, right? That, yes. Uh, okay, so for every freight unit, it was kind of predefined, whatever the planning is, the loading duration is X, so to say. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So um, the second thing is uh, that we were, um, as each freight unit has its own load activity, mm -hmm. we were able to uh, break the activity or to, to split up the activities uh, through uh, non-working time. So what mm -hmm. I told before, usually you don't want to start loading before the weekend and end up afterwards. Mm -hmm. And that was possible with the old loading duration determination. And um, that was the second uh, drawback. And uh, the third one, was the sequence. So usually if you have a, a, a activities uh, sequencing after each other, so saying freight unit one gets loaded first, freight unit two gets loaded second, and uh, freight unit three gets loaded uh, at last, um, customers would assume now that uh, the TM sorting is kind of having any idea behind it itself. So for example, uh, last in, first out or whatever. Um, but guess what? Sadly, it uh, doesn't have any meaningful uh, 
idea behind um, and we didn't have a great idea coming up uh, how mm. we could sort it in a uh, meaningful ma matter and that's um, why we said well we need to uh, close the old concept and come up with a new one mm -hmm. and that's what we call in the meanwhile rule based um, stop uh, durations I guess okay um, and uh, with that each loading um, got split or each loading activity gets gets split into two parts uh, one is a fixed part per stop so if I need to load anything at the stop I will apply that time okay. so for example my five minutes for hmm? getting the loading ramp ready okay. But, and but only if something happens. So if something okay. happens. Mm -hmm. So if you just entered the stop uh, in the freight order and don't have any uh, load activity there, mm -hmm. nothing ha gets applied. But mm -hmm. if you have at least one freight unit to be loaded, then the fixed uh, loading duration gets applied. And in addition, um, we have a variable part, mm -hmm. which is um, based on the... Uh, requirements to be loaded and they are uh, or this loading durations are combined with a unit of measure so usually uh, here you can say um, for a freight unit I want to have um, three minutes per ton per pallet per uh, cubic meter mm. very important in this concept is that at time being we are just uh, um, taking into account all the planning quantities. So be careful if uh, anything doesn't work that you check out whether your freight unit has the assigned planning quantities okay. from the freight unit building group. Planning quantities like the mass or yes. volume or okay. Hmm? And you can set them in the freight unit building rule. So that's a, another episode, by the way. I yeah. think, ah, that's TMP1. That's the first TM oh. episode. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Um, all those loading durations mm. are determined based on a rule set. So that's also why it's mm. called rule-based. And uh, those rules um, have uh, a location part, so to say, and a resource part mm -hmm. you can maintain. Okay. Um, so, for example, for the locations, you can have uh, location names as patterns and mm. say every location uh, C star, because I use it for customers, um, gets 20 minutes and uh, all of my locations as it's the huge depots, I usually load a lot of there, it gets uh, one hour uh, with a D star. And for those rules, uh, a simple logic applies. Uh, if you know BRF plus, I guess they use the same logic. So the first row which fits your scenario also um, get used. So hmm. if you maintained a lot of rules, uh, always the first matching rule will be taken into account. Okay, BF plus, that's another episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you have the fixed part and you have the flexible part. And, and what you now described applies, so this fallback logic for resource and location, that is for the fixed or for the flexible part? Sorry. For, for, both. So, for both. So uh, okay. for both, you have a, a table in place, okay. which you can enter uh, 
as many rules as you need mm -hmm. and um, uh, you can define it um, for inbound and outbound level uh, or inbound and outbound stop um, separately so uh, that you don't need to have the same load and unload duration at okay. the stops. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Maybe in my own warehouse, I'm much quicker than out in the field at my customer to handle that same uh, pallet. Okay. Maybe also worth mentioning, it didn't touch that, uh, all these rules that you described, and sometimes it sounds a bit abstract, I think it's that way because it needs to be not only to be considered in the scheduling for a fi finalized document, but all that also needs to work in the optimizer, right? Is that uh, so that you uh, kind of have the, the comparable input and the optimizer obviously doesn't know beforehand what the freight order looks like. It's its own, um, it's yeah, the core decision. And of course, if is it possible to schedule or not is a part of the optimizer decision as well, right? That's why sometimes the the stuff here sounds a bit abstract, but it needs to be communicated not only to the scheduler, but also the optimizer needs to consider similar things, yep. right? Hmm. So uh, if Bernd is uh, saying the optimizer, in this case, he means uh, the VSR optimizer, so ah, the yeah. routing optimizer. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, as he said, so he t you are totally correct um, that uh, all those uh, master data and uh, document data, as well as the settings, are also getting applied in the optimizer. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is uh, one main difference, I would say, between uh, the uh, VSR optimizer and um, the scheduling. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, that the VSR is working on costs. So um, if you take, uh, for example, the uh, requested dates, uh, then the uh, VSR is trying to optimize its own planning costs uh, with shifting around activities to get less uh, earliness uh, or lateness costs mm -hmm. and um, thereby some activity position is getting uh, determined. Mm -hmm. to, to avoid this earliness yes. delay cost. Okay. Um, and this is not really what the scheduler is doing. So uh, the scheduling engine is, is much more basic, I would say. Mm. Um, so it's not an optimizer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, basically working on a direction. So um, for scheduling, you can also say whether you want to uh, have uh, an order scheduled forward or backward. And um, that kind of uh, um, influence how the order will look like after scheduling. So uh, for forward scheduling, the scheduler tries to fulfill all the requested dates. So mm -hmm. for sure he needs to fulfill all hard constraints or mm -hmm. all acceptable dates. He tries to fulfill as many uh, requested dates as he can but also tries to schedule as early as possible. Mm. And for backward scheduling, it's the other way around, so that we try to schedule um, later in time and fulfill the requested dates uh, on that 
level, so to say. Okay. Uh, but always, if you uh, work with requested dates, you it's it's rather tricky for for ske the scheduling engine how to tweak them really. And uh, I would, for my personal uh, feeling, is is that. Um, you should not fill every requested date because then the scheduler is rather confused what you really want him to fulfill. So too if many you have, wishes. Yes, too many wishes. And then uh, sometimes he get lost, I would say. Okay. So unlike the optimizer, it tries to pick one of the dates of the requested date or acceptable date as a starting point. And then it's kind of applying all the days and trying to be and, and keeps it travel as short as compact so to say as possible and then hitting if it's kind of if you do the forward scheduling that you mentioned it starts with a i don't know requested start time but if you have like five different freight units kind of hmm, which one to pick yeah with five different times okay and then there's a forward scheduling and then the let's say requested arrival times are not really uh, relevant for this to the scheduler but it's really Doing a forward scheduling, is that right? Or did I mix it up again? Uh, it's hard to uh, explain without uh, explaining the full algorithm. So um, um, basically, uh, for forward scheduling, uh, the scheduler starts with uh, trying to, to um, schedule as early as possible. Um, and as compact as possible, mm. as you mentioned. So we try to avoid long waiting times between the travel and the next unload. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so at the end, we are compactifying uh, the result. And if we have now requested dates um, in place, the uh, scheduler tries to fulfill all of those requested dates. Mm -hmm. And he's starting after certain certain pattern, I would say. Uh, in it, this pattern is different for forward and backward scheduling, mm -hmm. but it always takes all the requested dates into account. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I meant. So uh, if you uh, fill all requested dates for all your freight units, then the result um, could be that you use forward scheduling. Mm -hmm. And it looks for you like a backward scheduling the result because it shifted to the very end because mm -hmm. somehow it tries to fulfill a lot of requested dates on this side. Okay. And that's a uh, hard one to, to explain uh, without getting into details of the algorithm. I okay. Say. Okay. Maybe it's good enough uh, for the purpose that we try to... But, but normally you should mm -hmm. uh, keep in mind forward scheduling should get you results which are more uh, based on the pickup dates and uh, backward scheduling should be more focusing on uh, the delivery times. Okay, so we I think we took a little detour, uh, uh, which is very good, uh, in, of course. Um, but is there more, just to make sure, is there more in the profiles uh, that we should uh, uh, maybe talk about? Uh, because I think there we started, if we just you know, close the brackets, yep. <laughs> I think we end up in the profile again. Hmm? Um, yeah, there are two more um, 
of those rule tables I, I want to highlight, mm -hmm. or, uh, well, it's it's three, <laughs> um, three more rule tables. So uh, uh, the first one is a kind of uh, calendar maintenance help. So uh, assume you are a huge retailer and you have uh, all your stores and usually all of them have the same op uh, mm -hmm. opening time from uh, eight to eight. And uh, in summer, all of them are shifting uh, that the operating time is not 8 to 8, but uh, you are opening at 6 o'clock. Mm. Uh, in previous days, that could end up in a maintenance horror for the customer because uh, maybe he had a lot of operating time calendar and now he had to exchange a lot of them and so on. And therefore, we said we have a kind of additional rule for... Uh, an easier operating time maintenance. Mm -hmm. And um, this is also rule-based. So uh, once again, we have this pattern, you have a location you can enter and you can have a, a resource. And uh, if one... Resource means now... Uh, uh, MTR. Also means of transport. Yeah. So it's not... Yeah, yeah okay. Just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and there is a certain rule set... Uh, with, which is going through. And if we find a rule in there, it routes us to a certain operating time. And this operating time is used, mm -hmm. even so the master data have a totally different operating time. And operating time again means a operating time resource. Operating time, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, if none of the rules applies, then it goes back to the master data as okay. on previous uh, Okay. PM versions. And as we mentioned earlier, just go to, okay. So um, mm -hmm. the next uh, rule, same rule pattern applies again, um, which is in the planning profile uh, is um, for to, um, I would say rather abstract uh, activities, which are prepare and finalize. Mm -hmm. And um, prepare can be everything you need to do before you start unloading at a stop. So okay. can be some papers uh, you need to bring someone or can be okay. waiting at a uh, at the door or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, TM doesn't care, so you can use it in your project as you like for kind of everything uh, which happens before an unloading can start. Okay. And, uh, Finalize um, is kind of the uh, sparing part of uh, mm. prepare. So everything which needs to happen because uh, before you can leave a location okay. where you loaded Wait. something mm. or even unloaded something. Okay, it's paperwork. Paperwork. Kind of okay. uh, and it, it's it's really also separate. You mentioned earlier that I have that five minute fixed part, but that is a five minute fixed part for the loading activity. And this now, or, the, or unloading activity, but this is now another option that you say, okay, I have a certain loading pattern, being part or having parts fixed and a flexible part, but this is now besides that. So that can, independent of the loading activities, I have that finalize and prepare mess. Okay, yeah. that sounds interesting. Okay. Hmm. And, um, 
yes, for those we have a certain rule set uh, as well. You can also apply operating times to those activities in the rules. Okay. So that's uh, the only thing you you uh, you can only define those operating times in those rules. You mm -hmm. cannot define them anymore in the master data. In the location master. In the location data. master mm -hmm. data. Yeah. And um, maybe as it's kind of confusing uh, for everybody looking at the screen the first time, uh, there is one special uh, prepare activity uh, and one special finalize activity per tour. So um, usually uh, prepare and finalize get applied at an intermediate stop or mm -hmm. um, for the finalize activity after the first loading happens. Mm -hmm. But there can be also something, for example, paperwork or checking the truck, for mm -hmm. example, mm -hmm. before the first loading happens. Okay. And that's prepare, a prepare. kind of special activity and that's why they mentioned there. Uh, okay. So you have an activity that you do before start loading, then you have the duration that you described uh, for loading earlier, mm -hmm. and then you have the finalized step between end of loading and departure. Yes. Okay. So a lot of durations, in the end it's durations, that you can define to kind of model what really physically happens uh, on in the yard uh, uh, as precise as possible. Okay. And this can be maintained where? Um, in the scheduling settings, so in of the planning, planning profile as well. Okay. And this again, it's a scheduling settings pattern. Mm -hmm. I think that's a common one in, in planning area, right? That you can reuse that same settings for different planning profiles. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Sounds interesting. And I learned something mm -hmm. uh, again. And and maybe mm -hmm. now the, the last table you can, uh, or the last rule set you can maintain in there. Well, we had three, right? <laughs> uh, bonus no, one. No, okay. We had two. Okay. Two, we had okay. Prepare and finalize this one table. It was as good as three. Okay, then <laughs> now. <laughs> um, so the very last one. Um, if you have uh, freight units, you can group into certain kind of uh, attributes. So assuming uh, dangerous goods and not dangerous yep. goods. Mm -hmm. um, then you can choose in the scheduling settings at the general data section and uh, requirement uh, document attribute, I think we called it, mm -hmm. uh, which you want to use for differentiation. Mm -hmm. And if you use uh, that field, a fifth uh, rule table um, appears on the screen. And this is for special operating times depending on that uh, field. Uh -huh. So if you have this grouping, dangerous goods, not dangerous mm -hmm. goods, mm -hmm. and your location is open from uh, eight hmm. to eight, you can now define, well, it's in general open for eight to eight, hmm. but for dangerous goods, I can only load them from 12 to two o'clock. Or frozen or, stuff or yes, whatever exactly. attribute. I, ah, okay, that is what I was trying to <laughs> uh, uh, hear earlier. Okay, so if you have different products that is in, like delivering uh, to so if you have, for example, mm -hmm. assortments, you could mm -hmm. bring the assortment field somehow mm -hmm. to the uh, freight 
or uh, freight unit, unit route level, mm. which would be an enhancement because we don't have the assortment field uh, in standard yet. Mm. But uh, you could bring it there, and if you have it on the root level, you can use it for differentiation in the scheduling settings. Oh, okay. Very good. Very detailed. <laughs> A lot of, yeah, but okay, it's, uh, yeah, it's all basing on customer requirements, right? Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, if you just can unload frozen stuff in the morning, then it's not good uh, that you deliver only stuff in the morning or it's also not good to deliver frozen stuff in the afternoon. Eh? So it can make sense to have that differentiation. Okay, that sounds pretty good. So I think now we pretty much covered everything what happens when doing the scheduling. But actually, <laughs> we didn't talk about when does scheduling happen. I mean, we said, okay, I press mm -hmm. scheduling. Maybe that's a good starting point. But are there? Is that the only way to start uh, scheduling or is there there are more options. So happily there are, because uh, pressing the button each time after planning operation would be uh, not so nice from a usability perspective, I would say. Yeah. So um, for sure there's a button um, which mm -hmm. is in place, I guess, in all of the uh, transportation cockpit lists for uh, freight orders and in the uh, single UI which you can use for uh, directly calling scheduling. And in the single UI, you can even choose whether you want to have a forward or backward scheduling, mm -hmm. which you cannot uh, do in the cockpit. Yes. <laughs> and um, I would say the most important uh, calling position for scheduling is not the button itself, mm -hmm. but the manual planning strategy. So the manual planning strategy is... Um, covering everything which should get executed uh, when doing a manual planning operation, like assigning uh, a freight unit to a truck or assigning a freight unit to a freight order. And this strategy is also maintained in the planning profile, but not in the scheduling settings part, obviously, but in the manual planning uh, settings, mm -hmm. manual planning settings. Okay, settings. And, and there we have the manual planning strategy. Mm -hmm. And uh, the default strategy we um, deliver to customers, uh, which including um, scheduling is called, I guess, uh, V-S-R-I-S-C-H. Yes. And uh, this is doing mainly the manual planning and then schedule the order which was changed by manual planning. And um, you can also define your own strategy and process control. I don't want to get into mm. details here, but I uh, highly uh, recommend to everybody doing real manual planning in TM to add the scheduling strategy method as a, at the end of his manual planning strategy, because mm. then if you assign something, it gets scheduled automatically. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not also rest only restricted to assigning or removing something, yes. even changing sequences yeah. uh, is done using this manual planning strategy. So it's yeah. it's pretty frequently executed. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so if I have that strategy, that's VSR, uh, 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 then if I do any planning activity, it's scheduling is done automatically 
yeah. as a last step in the default one, or if I have my own strategy, I would uh, put it in somewhere, most likely at the end, because it needs all the input that we discussed, and if the freight unit is assigned after scheduling, obviously the result is a different one. Okay. Hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, the, the third option, um, which you can use, is a, a user parameter, which is a SCM TMS SH no SCH underscore force, which stands for force scheduling, and force scheduling means that we run the scheduling after you input certain dates in an editable field. Either in the order single UI or in the cockpit, and if you entered that date, fee, hmm. we we fix the date you just inserted and schedule beginning from this certain point in time. So, for example, you have a freight order which was scheduled by the system uh, to start at uh, six and uh, two minutes, and you want to have it started at six thirty. Hmm. You can enter 630 and if you have the user parameter set and press enter uh, the system will run scheduling with uh, exactly considering 630 okay. Keep that time and then do everything yeah. it can around that okay okay that's and then for that I need the user parameter okay okay good uh, that sounds pretty much complete uh, from the um, let's say using and setting up uh, the schedule. I think there's one little remark. We always talked about freight orders to be scheduled. Yep. There's also a special process, I think, called requirement, document, scheduling. Yep. Maybe just a short description yes, uh, what this is and why we have it and how does it behave. Mm -hmm. um, a very, well, a, a kind of special process, uh, I mm -hmm. would say, is requirement document scheduling. And um, it was developed Uh, mainly for customers using the gun chart mm -hmm. um, to get uh, realistic travel durations in a freight unit which is not yet planned onto a freight order. So that's the kind of mm. special process which uh, don't ne even need a freight order for scheduling mm -hmm. but works on the freight unit itself. Mm -hmm. And um, It's uh, activated automatically if you say in the freight unit uh, type that you want to have a distance duration determined. And if you do so, not only distance duration determination will run for your freight unit, but also a kind of um, dark uh, scheduling will, will start and uh, set realistic um, times in your freight unit. Mm -hmm. So that it's already have uh, how the transport could look like mm -hmm. inside of it. In terms of times. In terms of times. Mm -hmm. And um, then uh, you can see it on the gun chart already with okay. uh, realistic uh, travel durations. Okay, but, but not only on the gun chart, you would have the times also in yes. the normal. Yeah, right. Time. Okay. And does it consider... Okay, one question would be, I, I don't have um, a resource and you mentioned earlier that a lot of data 
And is all the constraints that we talked about earlier, is it in, in principle considered here or just a subset? Um, in principle, they are considered. Okay. So for uh, the resource, mm -hmm. uh, we don't take a real resource, but the uh, default MTR, okay. which don't have uh, a calendar assigned because it's mm -hmm. just the MTR alone. Uh, all the default MTR on the, on the freight unit level, freight or like freight unit type level, then or um, where does it come from? Do we have one on freight unit level? I'm I'm freight not totally level. sure. Okay. I I know in the uh, I I know at least the last uh, default we, okay. we take is uh, the system mm -hmm. MTR default, which is in the MTR customizing. There's one. MTR you can set as default. Okay. And uh, I think that one is always used. I might be wrong that we have uh, one in place on freight unit level, but I'm not. But sure. okay, there is maybe in the documentation about requirement uh, document scheduling. You would find the details on that. I'm also not sure. So that would be described in the requirement document scheduling. But, but hmm? uh, all the other constraints, so everything coming from the freight unit for hmm. sure, but also from the location is taken into account. Okay. The planning profile of the freight unit is taken mm -hmm. into account, so okay. the one coming mm -hmm. from uh, the uh, freight unit type, mm -hmm. and um, and then it behaves like a like a mini freight order, just and with the means of the default means of transport, yes, kind of. Okay. Yes, uh, with one uh, remark I want to say because it's also confusing uh, for some customers. Um, it behaves like one freight order per stage. So if you if you have tremendously huge uh, loading durations, what one customer mm -hmm. had, um, it looks like scheduling creating huge gaps between those travel mm -hmm. durations because uh, it says mm -hmm. well I load and unload each mm -hmm. stage, and that was not what the customer was expecting because the first thing he was doing was to put it into one document. Okay, okay, and this might okay so that. But in principle, as uh, stages sure. in the freight unit would kind of reflect, yeah, changes of of, of capacities. Makes yes. sense to say, okay, if I now exactly. change that, I would have different means of time. That's why you have that loading, unloading activity, and uh, also the prepare and uh, yeah. fixed part and all that in between. Okay, sounds uh, like a yeah consistent approach. Okay, and it's activated by having distance duration determination active for the freight unit or transportation unit type okay. okay ah maybe we didn't cover one thing truck trailer so then uh, if you have a truck and a trailer scenario by the way just a little detour um then the let me guess the uh, other is there anything added or is the truck uh, means of transport uh, in the lead or uh um. or should we skip that topic <laughs> <laughs> so I know uh, that uh, in in those scenarios, uh, coupling and uncoupling yep. um, mm -hmm. gets okay. applied as well. Uh, to be honest, I think that the resource calendars are applied as well for all the load and unload mm -hmm. uh, of um, the uh, trailer. Mm -hmm. But uh, there, there, there was some limitation. I'm I'm not totally sure I about think anymore. That, that I think the, the travel can yeah. be throughout a break of of the 
trailer or something. I, I'm not sure. I, I also think that the, the downtimes of the trailer because it doesn't really make sense uh, to have a trailer working times. Uh, uh, okay, so yeah. maybe it's something to to be uh, checked uh, if you're interested in that in, in, in the documentation about uh, trailer scheduling. Okay, good. I mean, I would have as a developer one last uh, technical mm -hmm. question. So you already mentioned VSS calls, etc. Yeah. So maybe just um, when I press that button or have that user parameter active or have a manual planning strategy active, uh, with uh, all leads to scheduling, what what really happens in, in the background? So I okay, activity starts, and I think there are certain layers involved. You already mentioned strategies for planning. Is that also concept applied here? So yeah, just a bit of the details, who's calling whom and, <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, so in general, uh, scheduling is also using the uh, process controller framework, which okay. uh, says we have a scheduling strategy in place mm -hmm. and the scheduling is um, cut into certain uh, methods. Mm -hmm. So uh, the first one is the pre-processing okay. and in the pre-processing of the scheduling we are reading all the data we need for later scheduling and we also create some kind of uh, working model for the later scheduling which helps us to um, uh, to derive, for example, what is loaded into what and mm. uh, which stage is coming uh, up front of another stage. So mm. it's a kind of abstract uh, mm. model uh, working with a lot of uh, references, um, helping us in, in later step in the implementation. Mm. And also in the um, pre-processing, the load durations are determined. Okay, and based on all the settings uh, that you discussed exactly. earlier, so the fixed part, flexible yeah. part, okay, hmm. and also the like opening times uh, identified. I, I would expect so, or is that mm -hmm. not the case? Okay, no. Well, the the opening times are loaded, but not yet uh, added to but something. But what I mean is identified. So if I, for example, have a means of transport specific uh, opening time, as you mentioned earlier, or I have a resource override or opening yes. our yeah, override. Okay. All, all yes. that is already yep. done in the pre-processing. All, all that is done in, in the pre-processing okay. mm -hmm. so that we have a kind of working model already having all the information in place we really need um, for the next uh, part, mm -hmm. which is the execution of uh, the real scheduling. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of um, split as well into mm -hmm. the same three parts. So a pre-processing and execute and a post-processing. Mm -hmm. And the main reason for that is that the scheduling itself is not done on the ABAP uh, side mm -hmm. of the house. So uh, scheduling is uh, one of our um, C++ engines. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore on the ABAP side, we are providing all the data the scheduling needs in a kind of uh, easy to read matter for the engine mm -hmm. and then the engine will return us the result. Okay. And that's what's happening then in the uh, execute part of, of the scheduling. Um, basically, 
uh, based on this model we created in the preprocessing, mm -hmm. there are activities and links between activities mm -hmm. derived. So, yeah. as I said, a normal freight order with one freight unit assigned would get derived into a load activity, a travel and an unload activity, mm -hmm. and there would be links saying uh, the load needs to be before the travel, mm -hmm. and the travel needs before uh, the unload. Mm -hmm. And this is basically prepared um, in the first step of, of the execute method. Then you will see that there is an engine call mm -hmm. where we send all those data we preferred to the C++ engine. The mm -hmm. C++ engine returns us a result and the result is simply saying for activity one, you load from uh, eight to nine, then you drive uh, activity two from nine to 10 and so on. And then uh, the post-processing is uh, not, not yet started, but the post-processing from the execute mm -hmm. part, mm -hmm. um, which is saying, okay, we got the result from the scheduling. Now we push it back to the working model. Mm -hmm. And when it's all placed at the working model, the execute part uh, mm. is done. And then we go back to the third uh, strategy mm. method, which is the post-processing. And in that, basically, we prepare um, modify uh, structures to post the result back to the Tor model. Uh, so to, to the Tor BO. BO, okay. sorry. Yeah. Okay, so very high level. So you have a strategy for scheduling, mm -hmm. which is called when you start uh, scheduling after preparation you have all the data read and maybe that's also the place where i would kind of could change things if i want to add some constraints or so that's maybe a good place after the pre-processing to add some constraints then the actual optimizer call and it's really an rfc call which has a kind of interesting side effect that this is an implicit commit by the way so if scheduling runs that's uh, sometimes uh, leads to problems if the caller is not uh, prepared, uh, so to say, because that's an implicit commit and if certain processes would have a problem if not uh, implemented correctly. Um, and then it kind of converts the results back into, um, in the end, timestamps in the um, freight order and freight unit, right? So the freight unit, uh, we didn't talk about that, right? So <laughs> there are some timestamps in the freight unit for load start and end. Yeah. and and there's a plan trans time, which is then departure for an outbound and arrival for an inbound. That's basically, that's already it, right? So, yeah. And then we have some aggregation of that. So for the freight order, you would also see, okay, from when to when do I uh, load all together and couple if I have trailers in place. Okay, that's uh, that's maybe, in, that's the result of scalar, just some timestamps. Yeah, a lot of input uh, uh, needed to get the right timestamps, right? So that's, but okay, there's a good business reason for all of them. That's an interesting one, yeah. Good. Anything else we should know about scheduling or additional, I don't know, information sources that you would recommend or so, or do you think it's pretty complete from a... I think we hmm? touched... Uh, the, the most important points, maybe as you mentioned, uh, the the times and especially the aggregated times. Mm -hmm. uh, one short remark uh, 
for the uh, loading duration. So um, with our new um, kind of rule-based scheduling, mm -hmm. um, we said that the loading durations uh, should be um, all the same uh, okay. hmm. for all freight units. Okay. So hmm. if we have a uh, half an hour of fixed loading and uh, 50 minutes coming from one freight unit and another hmm. 50 minutes coming from the other freight unit, we have uh, one hour of loading. And if that's getting scheduled from eight to nine, uh, the freight order would show the loading duration mm. from 8 to 9 and the freight units both should also um, show from 8 to 9. Mm. So the main reason is because we don't know when it will really load it and we uh, yeah. especially don't know where to place this fixed part. Is it at mm. the beginning? Is it at the end? Is it in between mm. or whatever? Okay, so it's, it's all loaded as one group of friends? Yes. Okay. 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 So that's all from my side. I think that's on the longer side of uh, episodes, but it's yes. a good one uh, uh, for episode 42. So we looked for something special and intense, and that's what we also got. Thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed all the settings and details. And we are moving forward uh, towards our next episodes already planned. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye.